Let's go, Rider Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. That's Arcana Kings. This is the Piffles Podcast, your Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast, free agency edition as the Ed Hervey window is over. Everything's official now, and I cannot wait to talk about all this stuff and where the riders are going from here. Piffles Podcast, your Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. As always, you got me. I'm Alex. I'm Steve. And I just want to remind you when Ed Hervey closes a window, there's a door open where Thor walks through. I'm so excited about that, man. That's the best signing that could have possibly happened ever in the history. They marketed of the it. Yes. Oh, we, we're going to talk marketing a little bit today too. I'm excited for this. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later. Um, of course, uh, thank you for uh, listening on your favorite podcast platform, watching on YouTube, watching on SaskTel max on demand we appreciate it we're into what is this this is our eighth season our eighth year uh if you're listening or watching for the first time thank you if you're been with us for the whole seven plus years why what's wrong with you (laughs) i don't get it but uh we appreciate it thank you um piffles podcast of course brought to you by dairy queen on elphinstone street and sass drive in regina you can find us on x at piffles pod you know where we're at you know where to find us. Facebook as well and the website pifflespodcast.com. Let's jump into things here, gentlemen. This is the opening kickoff. <laughs> Steve holding your finger up there. Is that some sort of wrestling reference? Well, like you're No, I was I realized all these years or the year of doing stream StreamYard. I could have been sitting here pointing at the all the different things that were on. Help people all up there. Right there. Yeah, I thought he was like acknowledging Roman Reigns, former <laughs> yeah. CFLer, by the way. Joe Anawaii. That's right. Okay. Free agency opened up. Big day for the riders. Probably the biggest day for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders off the field since Chris Jones took over. Honestly, I was say 2016. <laughs> and uh, that worked out well for us because we won how many great cups in a row? Um, all of them. Yeah. At least in the off season, we did right. I, I had to laugh though because I sent you guys that the tweet or I had about Justin Capacotti signing, and ha- how gr- great that was going to be. And I think my exact exact thing when I sent it to you guys, I'm like, "Well, this aged like milk, didn't it?" Oh, we were so excited about that signing! What a bust! <laughs> All right, well, I refuse to acknowledge that signing. Um. Let's get the official ones that we we knew about this last week. We talked about it on the show. A couple of them are, are, are new ones for us to talk about, but we'll we'll go over them. Uh, officially, let's start on offense here, guys. The Riders, it didn't look like they needed a lot on offense. And as you can see in day one, there was only three names added. So the first one we're going to start with is AJ Ouellette running back. Coming from Toronto, they put the, the Thor hammer in... Mosaic Stadium in the locker room. They had it painted green. They had all that kind of stuff. And the social media team was all over that. They were marketing it from the start. Riders got their guy. I I have to ask, though, you know, we talked about the hammers in the store last week, jokingly being tampering. Is them not making Thor references prior to free agency opening? Could that not be construed as tampering? Nah, whatever. If you're not saying the guy's name, then it's fine. I I agree, but I, I thought it was really funny that we, we got accused of tampering and then kind of blatantly did it anyways. Although it was a foregone conclusion he was signing here. He talked about it on uh on two and out. He you know, the he showed his number, his everything, and he was coming here. There was no question. So it it was done, but just interesting that they could uh they could mark it ahead of that uh that window opening. And coming back, we're in 45 like he's Michael Jordan. Gotta love that. <laughs> I hope he's but, better than 45 Michael Jordan. 45 Michael <laughs> Jordan was fine, but... Oh, he's still good. Not number 23. No. But it, it, it was good to see that 
because everyone's like, well, what number, what number? And went back to his green and white uh, days at Ohio. We know what he looks like in green and white. Yeah, so looks good in it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a little weird seeing a running uh, uh, an actual running back wearing forty five, but I'm okay with it. And that mullet, oh man, coming to soon to a uh, indie wrestling event near you, AJ Ouellette. <laughs> um, joining him, I'm curious about this one. We'll talk about the offensive lineman in a second, but um, a fullback, an American fullback, Clint Ratkovich. Uh, signing as well too just from what i learned by spending 30 seconds looking him up he seems like a power back which tells me one thing and that's the saskatchewan rough riders and Corey mace are gonna run the damn ball and that's something that they flat out refused to do under craig dickinson when they did with jamal morrow and frankie hicks and it worked then they just stopped so and it's not that it's not that we're going to run the ball. It's that we're going to run the ball down people's throats. And when you're talking about Saskatchewan in late fall, early winter, those minus, you know, minus 10 and below games, I want, I want three or four of those guys who will just run through people rather than around. That's what works in the playoffs. And when you have a old by CFL years quarterback in Trevor Harris, who's not the most mobile I mean, he, he's doing the Tom Brady system for a reason. Like he, he, his speed might be slightly better than Tom Brady's, but you need a run game. Like you need to have those defensive um, linemen respect the run because if they don't, all they're going to do is pin their ears back and rush the quarterback constantly. And there, unless you have a stud offensive line, which we're still got a big question mark on what's going to happen with our offensive line. You need that fear of a run game because if not, it's going to be open season on your quarterback the entire season. And that offensive line, of course, uh, signing ta- right tackle Jamarcus Hardrick from uh, Linnipeg, as uh, the writers posted. And I, I love the social comments on there. Of course, Bomber fans be like, oh, of course they can't spell in Saskatchewan. No, you just missed the joke, you moron. That's pretty much all it was. <laughs> I thought it was great. Like you got to have that rivalry in the off season, make it fun. And, and the rider social media team who we've been critical of, they were having fun with it. And they, I thought they did a great job. And it kind of goes back to the, uh, the, the poll I put up on the, on X this weekend asking which fan base was softer, the Maple Leafs or the bombers. And both was actually an option. Both won. Uh, and very close behind them was the Bombers, and very close behind them was the Maple Leafs. It was almost an even sprint. <laughs> I can't decide which was funnier. The original joke, which it took me a second to read it. I read it through and I was like, I didn't even see the the L. I just read it, quote tweeted it, and then I went back, and I'm sitting at my desk, and Ferlin can attest to this. I don't think I've laughed that loud at a tweet, and it's such a childish joke. Like it is, it is as lowbrow right. humor as you can come up with, and it was perfect. But I can't decide if that was funnier, or all of the responses from Bombers fans making fun of them for not being able to spell. It's just, it was delicious. Like I want to see more of that. And I called one guy out on it. And he even laughed. He goes, "Nope, I missed the joke and deleted his tweet." Respect for owning it, but like, it was right there. How difficult was that? W and L are not anywhere near each other. That was not an accident, people. It was perfect. I want to see more of that all offseason and into next year. Make Absolutely. the rivalry fun. Absolutely. Uh, so, of course, Hardrick will slide over to right tackle. Basically, that just leaves the one spot on the left, left tackle as the question mark. And I can't see them going out and spending money right now. I think they're going to try and let the recruiting figure it out. Uh, I still have my concerns about that, though. Hawkins is technically still on the roster. Yeah, a guy who got hurt, what, three minutes into his career, CFL career after not playing in four years? Awesome. Love that. And only one other true... Maybe he's fired up to come in this season and prove us all wrong, Alex. And only one other true left tackle has been brought in so far. Uh, It's uh, Reed, Trevor Reed, I think is his name. Uh, But it's Reed for sure. Um, He's the guy that I'm going to be watching in training camp to see if he can lock down that spot. And who knows, maybe they throw Blake or Furland out there in training camp and, and preseason games and see what happens. Maybe that ends up being the 
the right match. Who knows? But that's a few months down the line. We'll worry about that later. Um, flipping to the defense, lots of moves on defense because let's be real here. The team needed a lot of help on defense. Um, start on the defensive line. Uh, Malik Carney. I don't think we talked about this last week. I think this happened. This was announced the day after we recorded because, of course, it was. Um, defensive end from Hamilton coming here to the Riders. He had five sacks last year. And everything that I've... Everyone seems pretty jazzed about him, that he has a non-stop motor, and he's going to be a really good one for us. I think he had a... Problem is, if he had non-stop motor, it stopped after week eight because his, <laughs> his production kind of fell. He had five sacks, all of them, bef- bef- like from week eight and earlier, nothing after that. And he didn't get hurt. Like he wasn't missing big chunk of games. That's my concern is that he just kind of flamed out. And don't get me wrong. Defensive, uh, defensive, uh, rush ends will have those lulls. Look what happened to Matthew Betts last year. That's did. Yep. He, he, he came out flying, had a bit of a lull in the middle, kind of picked it up again at the end. Like it's going to happen. Offenses will scheme to try to slow you down. If you, can get to the quarterback so maybe it was a scheme issue hopefully he can work past it maybe he was banged up we don't know there could be a lot going on here they had to do something for that d-line considering they weren't bringing robertson back so here's hoping he works out i i've said this before and as long as Corey mace is at the helm i'm gonna have a lot of faith in whoever he brings in on the defensive side of the ball and he would have had a great look at Malik Carney uh, from Toronto when they were battling it out throughout the entire season. He's in Hamilton. They played what three times in four, four weeks times. in a stretch. Yeah, like it's they are, they are familiar with one another. So he obviously saw something that he liked and went, "We need that guy." And if Corey May says we need that guy, I have a feeling he's going to be an absolute monster this year. Uh, sticking with that D line, another monster, Micah Johnson re-signing. Uh, just the day before free agency opens. Uh, I did not expect it. I was not expecting it, even though going into free agency, I expected it. I started to just kind of turn the page on him because we heard nothing about him throughout the whole Ed Hervey tampering window. There was no news on Micah Johnson whatsoever. Um, But bringing him back for one more year with Carney, with Miles Brown in the middle, Lanier as well, and Cox and Albright on the outside, I, I like the makeup of this D-line. It has a lot of potential. They just need to stay healthy. Uh, I like, actually, the makeup of our entire front seven um, going in on our defensive side. I know we're going to talk about two more pieces here coming up shortly, but w- am I 100% sold on Cox or Albright? No, but I think they got potential. Those are the only two real question marks on that one side, but I think we got a solid line. And I, I'm not worried about stopping the run this year coming down the middle. <laughs> Let's put it no. that way. Honestly, Micah Johnson was a beast all season long. And we, mm-hmm. we talked about it week after week after week. He was a guy that never gave up on a team that looked like it gave up at Labor Day. So if, he, if, if that's the case, you put him next to Anthony Lanier, those guys are going to chew up double teams all season long. I, I don't care who you've got on the outside. You could probably put me or Greg on the outside and we might get a sack or two. Okay, well, maybe Greg. I'm a little I'm a little small for an O lineman. I will say this the Riders have had no issues in the last two decades finding pass rushers. So I'm not too worried if there's an open spot, who they're gonna fill it with. I trust it. Their their scouting has done a wonderful job. There's plenty of outside linebackers in the States that you can bring up and just try and they'll figure it out. So the linebacking core, Greg, you mentioned. We'll start with the big one, Jameer Thurman. He's going to be in the middle replacing Larry Dean. Um, I think it's an upgrade, especially when you get the the age difference in there. As good as Dean was, I think Jameer Thurman is just that little bit extra over him. Um, that's to see him anchor this defense and you know go back. Him and Mace go back to Calgary, right? Calgary did not want to lose him last year. They lost him. And now he's back in the division. I'm sure anytime you can kind of hurt a division rival like that too, that's always a good thing. 
I won't, I won't say anything bad about Larry Deaton. His play was excellent. No, he was true, great. true, true leadership, uh, true leadership on that team. But yeah, unfortunately, if you are going to replace Larry Dean, I'm. It has to be Jameer Thurman. Like if you couldn't get Jameer Thurman, I think Dean was would be back in the middle of that of that linebacking core. Uh, you're right, younger, bit of an upgrade, sure tackler, and that's why I'm not worried about us stopping the run this year because he doesn't give up the the running back when he gets to that second level. If, if somehow that running back can get past Lanier. And Micah Johnson, he's running right into Jameer Thurman. Good luck. And, Can't really uh, add much to that. <laughs> uh, joining him uh, in the linebacking group, Adam Eau Claire, um, played with Ottawa last year, Canadian, penciled in right now to take that Micah tight spot at Will Linebacker. Um, they released him it, early. Yeah, they released him early. He uh, signed before free agency opened. So guy who clearly wants to be here. And there's a spot for him. You have him and AJ Allen, and then you have there's a lot of Canadian linebackers on this team. Um, a lot of depth behind there. I don't think it's going to be one guy specifically. I think we will see a rotation. I'm gonna. I think we see that throughout the entire defense, to be honest. But especially with that one Canadian spot, the Will linebacker spot, that'll be a rotational spot. Uh, so Adam O'Claire comes in from from Ottawa, and backing him up. I did not think we'd re-sign Justin Herdman-Reed, but they did. And they also brought back his brother again, Jordan Herdman-Reed. I was not expecting that whatsoever. So it'll be the second time the brothers are on the, the green and white together. Now i got to figure out which one is my favorite Herdman-Reed twin again. Last year was easy. This year's going to be hard to figure it out. <laughs> but you can't go wrong with Canadian depth, especially on special teams. The Herdman-Reed twins were both very good at special teams when they were both here. Yes. So, um, yeah, you, there's so many Canadian linebackers on this team and so many great special teams players. Uh, we got our, we, we got an abundance of them. It's the Canadian depth is great on the back end of that defense. Honestly, when you, when you see that they signed the Herdman Reed twins, that to me was the epitome of, okay, that happened type signing. Didn't wow me, didn't concern me. Good special teams, guys. I hope we don't see them line up much on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think if that if we get down to that level, I think we might be in trouble. But as, as far as special teams guys go, I, I got no issues bringing both of them back. How many more on Yekis can we buy back? Get back. Well, we have two. Yeah. Can we get the third? We might have to. If injuries happen the way that they did last year. Um, yeah, I mean, Dan Farley, <laughs> the, the special teams, nothing but Herman Reeds and on <laughs> you, you could almost fill the feel the team with, with them. So sure. Um, and then, uh, one more signing in the defensive backfield that we knew about going into free agency, Jalen Edwards, Cooper cornerback, uh, from the BC lions coming over, basically taking Nick Marshall's spot. Um, mentioned it last week that uh, he only had one interception, but he did not give up a touchdown according to pro football focus. And that's just, that's incredible to me in the CFL. Like, like we said last week, if they're not talking about you on defense, that means you're not giving up much behind you. So I, I would gladly take a silent assassin over cursing about Nick uh, Marshall, both good and the bad. <laughs> you did a lot of cursing about that. Yes, I did. All right. And uh, a couple other signings that weren't uh, like CFL free agents, but a couple new guys coming in. Defensive back Nick Nelson looked into him. Hasn't played in about four years. Um, has Was on injured reserve in the NFL in 2020, 2021, and has not been around since. So I'm not expecting much out of that, but another body for for training camp you actually need a lot of defensive backs in training camp so that's one of those and i mean what the heck keep the tires if he doesn't i, I it, understand i understand him. he's not i understand he's not stiggers but no one expected him to be the player he was so hey maybe like this is not playing in the shrine bowl but who knows maybe he just needs a shot so let's see and what he's then, got. Uh, also signing defensive end Elijah Ponder. 
as well too. So again, more guys for that. Like I said, recruiting, they never have, an, have any problems. Maybe he's the next one. I want this guy to make the roster so bad so I can ask people if they're pondering. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Stop it. I, I love that I could, as Alex was talking, I could see the bad jokes rolling around in your head. Like they were all there. They were just, you were just anxiously waiting for that one. And again, I, I've, was, been, I've been waiting for Ponder since he got signed. Yes. It was, it was the Riders social media team. They said it's nothing to mull, mull over or something like that, whatever they, whatever they said. Yeah. So oh, they yeah. were already having fun with that name. Yeah. I, I went full pinky in the brain on that one. So. <laughs> um, one other roster note, and it's a def- defensive back as well, too. Um, sometime in the last week or so, Trumaine Washington got cut very quietly because he was on the roster last week. I have a tab open all the time of the active roster, and he was on there. Uh, Taylor Shire of the Leader Post pointed out that he's not on the roster. Had to take a look, and yep, sure enough, he's not on there. But it's not listed as a transaction on the CFL's website. But uh, we were thinking maybe Trumaine Washington and Deontay Williams would kind of battle it out for that last cornerback spot in the, in the secondary. Doesn't appear to be the case now. The, the only thing weird. that with this that is strange is that he's not showing up on the transactions list in the CFL. So I'm not going to quite, uh, you know, write his obituary with the riders yet. Maybe this is just uh, somebody accidentally hit delete on the roster page and, and went about their business or something. Cause nothing about this makes any sense. He looked, he looked competent back there. He looked like a guy who was going to fight for a, a starting spot. And all of a sudden he's just gone. Interesting. My, my first my first thought is maybe he's on the suspended list. Uh, the writers post their suspended list. He's not on there. So maybe that's the situation. Cause that wouldn't necessarily be on the CFL transaction page. So maybe he just hasn't hit the ones and twos properly to end up on a suspended list. I have no idea. I don't know. Isn't that stuff put up by genius sports? Eh, quite possibly. Yeah. So we'll take that for what it's worth. But anyway, oh, as of right now, did you guys know that Jameer Thurman's wearing number six, by the way? I, I they gave Jameer Thurman number six, but they also have Antonio Pipkin wearing number six. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm pretty sure that's going to be Thurman's if he wants it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure too. <laughs> uh, so day one of free agency is over. That's we're recording on the, on the night of uh, day one free agency. Obviously, there's going to be more signings to come in the next couple of days. Probably won't be the big splat or big flashy ones, the big splash uh, signings. Um, so, after day one, gentlemen, give me your grades. How did this new regime of Jeremy O'Day and Corey Mace do? What is their grade on day one of CFL free agency? I'm going to go with a B minus. I think they made some solid moves. They they filled some holes that we absolutely needed. Hardrick at right tackle. We we needed something there. I don't care who it was. You know, there was some gaps that were filled, but there are still some fairly large holes in this roster. We look at the the wide receiver one spot. We still don't know who our one A guy is. You know, I I'm not confident with the group that's there right now. But honestly, B minus B feels about right. Solid first day. Room for improvement, but a great overall backing for what we're going to look forward to this year. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this one because to Steve's point about the wide receiver, who's out there? There's no one really left to fill that 1A spot. Well, there's one, but he his ask is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Tim White out of Hamilton. Yeah, he ain't getting his $300,000. So... I I don't know where you go. Would I like to see another receiver? Yes, but I want something. I'm a little more, I think I'm a little more positive on receivers than you are. I think we got three really good guys that could fill that one a spot, maybe even a one B if we do need a true one a, but I would like to see some guy that will stretch the field. I think that's one thing we're missing is a receiver that will make the defensive backs respect uh, the distance. A minus B plus they did a lot of good here, address some of the issues, but yeah, there's one or two spots left that you got, you got to be scratching your head. Do we need to bring in another QB? 
who's left tackle. We talk about that every year. We don't have one. Do we need another cornerback? I don't know. Well, I'm going to go with a straight up a minus. Um, again, the holes that they needed to fill, they filled and we knew what was coming from the last week. Right. So the left tackle, again, that's a, that's a training camp battle. We knew they weren't going to go out and, and again, who's out there for a left tackle. That's going to really improve your team. They're all signed. Right. Um, I, I would like to see another receiver. I really would possibly too. Um, I was thinking, Greg, you mentioned it in our uh, chat group. What about lucky whitehead? And then there's, you know, Rashid Bailey and maybe cam Phillips out of Toronto. I'm surprised cam Phillips. Um, that might be a sneaky one had a uh, what? 500 yards and a few touchdowns this past year with the Argos. So, but other than those guys, and there's what Greg Ellingson, Shaq Evans, Duke Williams, Jake Winicky's out there. <laughs> yeah. Guys that, uh, we all passed on already. Um, there's nothing out there for receivers, really. So you got to find your own Dalton Schoen and and only spend, you know, $65,000 on it. That's where the team is going to save on their cap. So if they can find a receiver in training camp, I'm not too terribly I'm, worried about it. And I might be too early. This guy might not make it at training camp. I want to know what Jake Parker can do because when they say a receiver that can stretch the field, Parker has that speed supposedly. So maybe that's our answer. Maybe that's the next lucky whitehead. The guy that came out of nowhere with blinding speed. Well, there's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Let's jump here to our Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. Uh, we'll keep it going with the CFL free agency. Um, what about former riders? The riders free agents, where did they end up? Well, Tevin Jones, receiver, ended up in Montreal. Um, interestingly enough, they asked uh, Danny Machocha about that signing. And he said that they tried, Montreal tried to trade for him last year, and the rider said no. And I was like, Jeremy O'Day, what are you doing? Clearly, this guy's not going to come back here. Your coach doesn't like him. You're probably going to let him walk at his age. Get some sort of asset for him. So I was I was surprised by that one. And Machocha thinks that Tevin Jones is going to have a lot of ball left in him. Um, and he's their replacement for Austin Mack. I think if they're expecting Austin Mack production out of him, they're going to be very disappointed. Tevin Jones will be fine for them, but he's not that true number one guy that they're hoping that he's going to be. Well, supposedly he had trouble, if you want to believe Craig Dickinson, with the playbook. Will he be able to do it when it's bilingual? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it, yeah. I, I, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if Montreal would try to trade for him, unless they were offering, like, a deflated football and a couple of pylons, I don't know why you wouldn't move, especially after Dickinson stapled his butt to the bench for not knowing the playbook. Like, why wouldn't you make that move? Um, I like Tevin Jones. I was always I was always high on him. Um, he's not going to replace Mac. Mac's production was too much for Tevin Jones to do. He's got familiar with Moss and Cody, so that's going for him. So, who knows? Maybe a change in venue will be be good for him. Honestly, if he couldn't figure out what looked like a six page playbook in Saskatchewan, I worry about what he'll do in a in a Jason Moss offense. Now, obviously, he worked with Moss in 2022, so there's some familiarity there. I don't see this as big as big a loss as some are, are letting it on to be. He started out the season hot, looked great through 10, 12 games, and then completely fell off to the point that he was benched in a, in a team that needed offense, that could not score to save their lives. He was benched. So... Good luck in Montreal, I guess. Thanks for your time in Saskatchewan. But I'm not we'll, too heartbroken about that one. We'll always have that touchdown against Calgary, which happened yes, way too will. early, and the Riders ended up losing anyway. We'll always have that, though. Um, speaking of Calgary, Jamal Morrow running back going there. 
we knew they were going to be looking for a new running back with uh, Kadeem Carey going to free agency. Uh, rumor sounds like he's going to Toronto, um, but Jamal Morrow going to Calgary. F- fine. I like him. He's great in the community. Uh, he, he really is. He'll be, he'll be good for them in a, in a rotational role with Diedrich Mills and, and Peyton Logan. I, you know, the game he's going to light it up is going to be against us. Of course it is. And, and we're going to have to hear about it. I like JMO. Um, I, we didn't use him enough. Uh, and that's the biggest regret. Like he probably should have had way more hundred yard rushing games. Yeah. In, in, in that game where uh, honoring George Reed, he was the only one who looked like he gave a damn. And it showed, and yeah, good community guy. I wish him nothing but the best. And I just hope he has many great games, just not against us. Honestly, you probably couldn't, if you're Jamal Morrow, you probably couldn't pick a better team to go to from Saskatchewan. Calgary loves to use their running back. It don't matter, and it doesn't matter who's back there. We've seen Kadeem Carey light it up for years, Diedrich Mills light it up, Logan. Um, name Lord. their third Peyton, stringer lighted up Peyton Logan yeah Peyton, Peyton Logan. Logan thank you like it, it didn't seem to matter who they put back there they were giving them the ball and they were running it down people's throat so good for him to get out of Saskatchewan where he was completely underused underutilized from day one to go to a place where I think he'll get his shot to to shine again and I just hope like you said it's not against us uh, defensive end Pete Robertson going to the BC Lions, which makes a lot of sense uh, since Matthew Betts going from the Lions to the Lions, uh, going to the NFL for the Detroit Lions. So the BC Lions had to find a replacement for him. Got a pretty decent one in Pete Robertson. Nice thing about Betts going to the Detroit Lions, it's going to help their ratio issues. So a bit of a game changer <laughs> on that one. But really... Pete Robertson, once again, change of venue. Last year, the, the way he came in the previous year, everyone thought he was going to be a beast, and he was. But last year, you could tell, I don't know if it was frustration, if he was banged up. Like He made a lot of bonehead penalties when he shouldn't have. That cost the Riders a lot of field position, a lot of, a lot of leaving the defense out there longer than he should have been. Um. Hey, we all remember that bonehead penalty he took. Um, that once again, we had to hear about how dirty the riders were last year. <sighs> I, it's a good fit for him. Am I going to miss him? Not, not really. I hate to say it. Like, I, I knew he wasn't coming back, so I, I made my peace with that cha- uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I think we all knew this was coming the moment they signed Lanier. There wasn't going to be the money needed to sign both Lanier and Robertson again. And then once uh, uh, Micah Johnson was signed, it was the writing was on the wall, framed, painted, whatever it was over. I happy for him. He, he served as well for his last couple seasons. I, I don't get the, the idea that he's this dirty player. I had somebody tweet at me saying, well, Ryder fans finally admit that Pete Robertson's a dirty player. The headbutt was stupid. Yep. You know, there's no arguing that. But beyond that, there was nothing egregious. He was not Garrett Marino. This, this is a guy that played hard but never really crossed that line to that extent. But for some reason got got that label as a as a dirty player. I think he'll do well in BC. Uh, good for him. But again, we knew this was coming. Um, Micah Tights going to the Calgary Stampeders. Steve, I thought your uh, your friend Jeffrey. Doesn't he? Isn't it just the riders that pick up scrap heap players? <laughs> the Calgary Stampeders. I love never, seeing. They would never get a, a former rider, right? I, I I did the math the other day, and the number of former uh, riders currently starting in Calgary or likely to start is now higher than the number of uh, current riders that were former Stampeders that are likely to start here. So, I th- you know what? This is the first time we've seen Calgary really active in the in free agency, especially this early. But Micah Tights isn't exactly a top-tier linebacker anymore. 
serviceable guy. He'll come in behind Cameron Judge just fine, but he's not uh, he's not the guy we all hoped we were getting uh, at the start of his career. No, that's one hundred percent what this is. This is a depth move for. Calgary. That's a good depth move too, and it's a great depth move. And he's got familiarity with the market. He went to to the UFC, yep. played for the Dinos. That's where the writers dropped him out of. Like, so I'm certain he's ha- very happy to go back to Calgary. I wouldn't be happy moving to that stadium from our stadium, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, and yeah, he's going to be a rotational guy. He's going to come in a couple of plays, get some a paycheck, less wear and tear in his body. He's going to be playing special teams. And he doesn't have to worry about uh, being cursed out by writer fans until he comes here. You know what it is? The state, you mentioned the stadium. And it had me thinking, okay, well, you have Dairy Queen here on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive right across the street. Well, look at Calgary right across uh, uh, the bridge there. You go across the bridge, go down the stairs from the stadium. There's a Dairy Queen right there. That's what there's it is. It. Micah Tights loves his Dairy Queen. There you go. You want to you you get Micah Tights on your team? Make sure there's a Dairy Queen by your stadium. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alberta Wachi fullback going to Toronto. Um yeah, just Canadian play special teams. That's probably go. I and I like Awachi. This is actually mm-hmm. probably out of this list is probably the guy I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> uh, no, like, yeah, good pickup by Toronto. Good depth. The guy's really good on uh, offense if you let him play as a fullback. So, yeah. bye, Albert. We we will always have the few plays that you made on offense, and a lot on special teams. Solid guy, did whatever was asked of him, was never asked to do a whole lot. But uh, Toronto picked up a good one, I think, both in and on and off the field. Offensive lineman Evan Johnson going to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We were asked, actually, by a Tiger Cats fan, okay, well, tell us about him. Well, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't have to start for you. Um, did you he, see former Husky? He picked it up at the end of last season to the point where the last couple games he ended up being one of the better linemen on the team. But I didn't think he could get any worse than his 2022 self. And he did. And it was time to move on. There's no spot for him here anymore. And hopefully for his sake, a a change of scenery suits him well, because Hamilton has their starting guards already. He's not going to go in there and and take a starting spot. He's going to be a depth guy. Sixth man, uh, practice roster player, whatever he's going to be, but hopefully, hopefully it works out for him. Evan Johnson contract, what I call Josiah St. John syndrome, means he played so bad that when he actually got a little bit better, we're all going, you know what? He wasn't that bad. <laughs> that 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 is where what we're dealing with right here. Like, don't get me wrong, like Evan Johnson out of the U of S, like. Everything should have worked in his favor, but he was so bad. And then all of a sudden, when he played competently, we're all like, you know what? He ain't that bad. We shouldn't make fun of him anymore. No, no, we can make fun of him. Like, he is six man at best on that Hamilton offensive line. Honestly, after the last few years of, of completely riding the guy nonstop for his play, I there's not much else we can say other than wish him luck uh, with, it, with his future endeavors. I'm just glad it's not here. Um, and a off the radar signing from last week was made official uh, because he was on the practice roster um, to end the season last season. So he became a um, a free agent right away. Uh, defensive back Abu Dharami Soiree signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, so there's your former riders. The yeah. <laughs> so there's your uh, uh, where your former riders have ended up. There's still a few more. I'm sure we'll find out in the next couple of days. Um, but other moves in the CFL, um, one interesting one that uh, a little tidbit that Farhan Lalji put out, um, the BC Lions are signing Dakota Prukop as their quarterback three. They're still in the market for a quarterback two behind Vernon Adams. Sounds like they're still really interested in Jake Dolagala and Taylor Cornelius. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys land. Did, did they watch Cornelius play football at all? If, if that's somebody that the current ownership and or management team in BC is looking for as a number two option, 
number two accurately accurately describes Taylor Cornelius play. Why is he getting another job? How? Steve, what's up, man? This is Chris Crowder coming to you live. You screwed up. I did. What was that? Don't worry about Nothing. it. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Um, what was your favorite non-rider move of free agency? Because I actually <laughs> have, I have two of them. I have two of them. No, this, this is a serious question for you guys. My There's favorite no non-rider move. I made a segue out of that. Yeah, I know. That was my fault. Can we just do it and then we can go back to it? All right. Go for it. Steve, what's up, man? This is Chris Strudler coming to you live from Fremantle, Australia. So I'm here at the Airbnb. But look, I just got a message from Greg and Alex. They wanted me to shoot you a quick message and congratulate you on hitting your 100,000th download on Podbean for your podcast. That's a heck of an accomplishment. Maybe if all the cards line, I'd love to come on, be a guest, chat it up with you for five, ten minutes, talk about some football, talk about CFL, NFL, whatever you want, man. But I just want to say, Steve, congratulations. And also... Thank you for being such a big supporter and fan of the CFL and myself personally. I think it's a great league. I think there's a ton of great talent up there. And I just don't think it gets the respect it deserves. So I'll be the first advocate down in the States to continue to get eyes on the CFL, telling them how great pay, how great of players there are out there, how great of people, all of that, man, yourself included. So, again, thank you, Steve, for your support of me, the CFL, and congratulations again on your 100,000th download of your podcast. Keep it going, man. I hate you both. <laughs> I honestly thought you'd drop out. I thought you'd leave. Yeah, so did I. You know what? I am, I will gladly support or continue to support Chris Strebler in the way that I have thus far. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. I, I, I know it's, it's weird for friends to get friends stuff for Valentine's Day, but... I mean, he's your Valentine, man. We had we, to get we, that we for you. We had to. Yeah, 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 Steve. Love you guys. That was, that Truth. was. Wow. Truth be told, it wasn't supposed to just happen like that. We were going to drop it no. in a little bit later, but. Yeah, thanks, I was yeah. trying to put it, try to put it in the backstage and it apparently automatically goes. We never really tested how this was going to no. work. It just, yeah. We know for next time. Yeah. So next time when Strebler comes and. But let. He said he joined the show, Steve. Yeah. He's excited about it. No, you have no. to be on when he's on. You have to. I be. do not. That is you not going to end well for anybody. You're, you're his biggest supporter. supporter. You heard him. He thanks you for your support. And he needs to do that in person. Yeah. No. You can talk no, about doesn't. how you stared at him across the field. I still wish I would have known he was on the field when I was at the, doing that bubble ball soccer thing. <laughs> we would never be allowed back in Winnipeg, but it would have been hilarious. Uh, anyway, I'd also well, be dead. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still, it's still, it's still good. I just wish it didn't go early, but oh well. Nope. Favorite non-rider move. Let's Not go. touching that one. Not touching that one. <laughs> uh, it's a family show, Steve. Family-friendly show. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, your favorite non-rider move of free agency? Honestly, Winnipeg. Um, resigning Brady was good, but my favorite part is they, as much as everyone wants to talk about O'Day overpaying everybody, they put a lot of money in Brady, in Schoen. They have a ton of money in, uh, obviously, Caleros. They Lawler. paid... Lawler, they paid their backup quarterback a ton of money who was happy to say hi to Steve right now. So they have a lot of money locked into very few people, and I am happy about that because unless they have a lot of guys that are going to step it up on league minimums, they've got some issues, and I'm okay with that. I actually forget where I saw it. Uh, I saw it on, on X, Twitter, uh, that assuming that they don't go over the cap, they would need 23 guys to be making league minimum based off of 
projections. Now, again, that's obviously not final numbers, but that's a lot of rookies or guys on rookie contracts that are starting for you. That's your, that's half your start. That's basically half your starting roster. Like that's, that's half your roster. Well, and you're seeing the the punishment come out of Winnipeg when they lose a guy like Yoshi Hardrick to a division rival because they can't afford to pay him. You know, you, you see them lose a guy like Jackson Jeffcoat because they can't afford to pay him. Those tough decisions that have been coming for the last couple of years have finally reached the level where they're having to make those choices. And I think you're, you're going to start to see it on the field. They're, I don't think they're going to drop down to the bottom of the pack quite yet, but you're going to see a decline in 2024 because they can't keep paying the guys that they are, the money that they are, and continue to build a team around them. Well, what I think you're going to see is they're going to have to go to their willies, their big hills, their lollers, going, hey, let's restructure. Because if not, they could have some serious issues coming in at training camp. And like this is not, oh my god, they're over the tra- they're over the uh, salary cap by training cap. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They just need to get some financial fluidity, or else they're they could end up being in a lot of trouble if injury should happen. Steve. I, I think for me, the, the honest, the, the best moves I've seen have been coming out of Hamilton. They have done a, a lot of work filling out some key spots, but the biggest one to me was Jamal Peters out of, uh, out of Toronto. Uh, that's a huge signing. That's one, obviously we all pushed for here in Saskatchewan that he's the guy that everybody wanted and they, and they went out and got him. I think, Hamilton has done a great job of getting better. They still need some help in the linebacking area with Simone potentially gone, Jameer Thurman in Saskatchewan now. There are some question marks there, but they got better. I think I actually made a joke about in another chat with some other friends of mine about does Hamilton realize they had the Grey Cup last year? Because they seem to be building a championship roster this year when they are doing it a year too. <laughs> you're right. I actually like a lot of the moves Hamilton has made. Um, I'm very curious to see how the East is going to shake out this year. Toronto obviously lost a bunch of their guys. That's like, like we said, that's what happens when you go 16 and two Montreal's defending champions. They lost Mac, but they've, they, they've signed a few guys. Ottawa's Ottawa. They're, they're going to be bad. doesn't matter if they sign. Pitt hey, they won that, free so. agency again. Ottawa won free agency again. They always do. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no, like Hamilton's solid. I think the East is going to be competitive for the East standards. I the West is going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun year, I think. Regardless, I th- I think there's one key signing that we're missing that uh, I don't know how we let this one go. Uh, to, earlier today, the Ottawa Red Blacks signed Jacob Ruby after he was released by. The Ottawa Red Flag. How how does that happen a week later? Something tells me that they had uh, an offensive lineman in in mind that uh, did not join them. So they went back to Jacob Ruby. <laughs> Ottawa, keep on Ottawing. Just just do it. It's gonna be a verb here. Um, I have two favorite uh, moves of free agency. Both of them in, involve the Calgary Stampeders. First off, I love Matthew Schultz to Calgary. You guys know what I think about Jake Mayer. Schultz isn't going to come in and and dethrone him as a starting quarterback, but he's going to absolutely push him. So if I'm a Stamps fan, I'm actually liking that signing. Um, It's a veteran. It's a guy who's going to push. And if something happens to Mayer where they need their backup quarterback to come in and and play a few games, Schultz is more than competent. Uh, But I also really like... Ricky Walker out of Winnipeg, not signing with Calgary after agreeing to it last week. So we were joking about how, you know, somebody might, you know, say, ah, screw it. Even though I agreed to terms with them, I'm not going to join you anyway. Uh, That happened and it happened to the stamps. And that makes me happy. They got floried. That's right. Cue the Abe Simpson gif. Like, (laughs) oh, that, that made me, when I did see that today, that made me, smile because I'm glad it happened to somebody and I'm so glad it was Calgary. 
I just had a bad feeling it was going to be like Yoshi Hardrick that did it. And I was like, oh, please just don't let that happen. I, I love the fact that he would rather potentially retire than play football at McMahon Stadium. I mean, to be fair, if you had the option. Yeah, retirement sounds good. Dairy Queen next door aside, of course. Nope. Ken, oh, actually, going back to retirement, how bad is it that Winnipeg treated Jackson Jeffcoat so bad he just said, screw it with the CFL? He's just straight up retired. Yeah, like he's like, you know what? I like after the way this one team treated me, I am just done with this league. Like that tells you how bad in shape Winnipeg is with their finances. They couldn't even didn't even want to talk to the guy because they knew they couldn't afford even offer him anything reasonable. Yeah, that's when you you call him, you call his agent, you sit down with him, you bring him in in person, you sit down and say, hey, look. With what we need to pay these other guys who are a bigger priority, we can offer you this. We know that's insulting. Feel free to say no because you have to do what's best for you, but you still have to have that conversation with them. Like that's you what you have that conversation. Does. And 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 if you and if you and you, you like you said, you put it out like this is insulting, we understand. We will gladly give you your release right now. Yep, go sign somewhere, get a bonus. Let him, let him walk. The fact that they hung on to him and didn't talk to him until like the day before, like no wonder he gave up on it. Like, like everyone ta- wants to talk about the love of football and these teams and the players. And it's no football is a business. And sometimes the business sucks. Football loves you till it doesn't. The bombers love Jackson Jeff coat until they couldn't pay him. End of story. And that is not how people want to romanticize the game, but that's what it is. And you would think with like a player coach like Mike O'Shea, maybe that's a conversation he has with him. But I just think that's that's something you do. You just don't ghost the guy basically all off season. Just sit down and be honest with him. Yeah, it sucks, but just do that. Guys respect that more. I would... I would respect you more if you came down and, and said that to me. In any business, honesty is better yep. than being jerked around. Yep. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, one other note here uh, this week, um, and we've been talking about marketing. I teased this a little bit earlier on. Constantly talking about marketing, market to players. Well, good news the CFL is hiring their first ever manager of player marketing. They want five to seven years of experience in, in marketing. So damn, I missed that by a year. Um, but it, it's something that's sorely needed. We're starting to see it with, uh, you know, the Thor hammer for AJ Ouellette. And you're seeing that posted everywhere from, from the rider social media team market that. And if they can, find the right person who can add that to the brand. That's just a huge thing for the league, for the players. And ultimately you're going to get more fans out of it. So the CFL, they're finally doing it. They're finally going to put a push on marketing the players. And that's a great thing. It's about damn time. What else do you say? This is, this has been something that we've been pushing for years what we do on this show was literally try and market the teams and market the players, how the league hasn't had somebody in charge of doing exactly that is beyond me better late than never. So good on them for doing it, but Holy heck, how is this a new position? Like everyone talks about the, they're selling the game. No, you're selling the players. The players are the personality. The game is great. As much as people like, crapping on the CFL and Lord knows with the Super Bowl this weekend, we had to see a bunch of people running their mouth about the NFL being better than the CFL. Who cares? The fact remains is the players are the personality. The game is your product, but the players add to that so much. When you have guys out there that are well-spoken, that are like, like I said, you, you put AJ Watt in front of a camera, that guy says something. Like you can make a million different inferences on who he is, but he, the guy is charismatic in a picture. 
don't get me wrong. Not every player is going to be great in front of a mic. Not every player is going to be great at marketing, but you have people with personalities in this league that you can sell. Be it Chad Kelly, be it uh, Brady Oliveira and his rescuing dogs. It doesn't matter. Cody Fajardo and his cursing in his speech. That was something the league could grab onto and market. Could you imagine a 30 second commercial of Cody Fajardo? F you just watch the CFL on TSN. Like could like some <laughs> sort of, of thing like that. That'd be awesome. It would go viral. It, it would legit, just censor it. Like let him just blurt it out, yeah. censor it, put that on YouTube, put it on your, so put TSN, put it on their socials. It would go, it would go viral in the States. I think would be an awful announcing like in five minutes. It would be on us. Uh, um, oh, sickos committee. No problem. Yep. The thing though, that you mentioned though, TSN has to put it on their socials. TSN has to put it on their networks and they do not do any of that stuff. Very, very little of it. They need to put that on there. I don't know why they're the guys who basically own the property of the CFL. Why they don't do this already. Hopefully we'll they, start. They do it. They do it. They do it now. in pockets, but they, they prefer the stuff they put out. Like when they have Matt and Milt smash watermelons, they, they couldn't put out that enough. But that's where the league needs to go to their partners, i.e. TSN, and go, hey, let's work on something. Let's let's get something moving here. And hopefully this manager of player marketing goes to TSN going, hey, I got this guy. What do you think about this? What about this? What about this? Keep putting players out there in different venues, different avenues and make them something special. Cause the more they're out there, someone like I might not latch on to Chad Kelly, but some guy over there might like put someone, just put it out there. Like it's legit throwing crap at a wall. See what sticks. Cause what is good for me is not good for Alex. It might not be good for Steve, but Steve will find something. Alex, like Chris Trevler, like Chris Trevler guy who he supports thoroughly so much that he he gave us a video from australia which uh and steve, we didn't have to play knifey spoony for it yeah which uh steve we didn't discuss this but uh we're splitting that three ways uh you owe us like yeah. 20 bucks yeah. no i'm sending <laughs> you the therapy bill from having to put up with that garbage <laughs> um but yeah you're you're absolutely right like you gotta try stuff in different markets and Whoever gets this job, I hope they absolutely nail it because this is this is something that can make you a lot of money. It's worth it. When There's we talked about wrong. it with, with Jeff Fairholm, you know, he, he mentioned that, you know, going back 15, 20 years ago, the riders did exactly this. They had these players marketed nonstop everywhere, and look what it built. Rider Nation, as we see it today, was built on the back of players being marketed until they couldn't market them anymore. If the league could ever figure out how to do that properly, we could see this league grow exponentially. And I, for one, hope that this position is the start of them realizing that the league isn't going to market itself. The players are not going to market themselves. It's got to be a whole team effort. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I know more about Scotty Barnes through subway commercials than I do actually watching the Raptors. Bullway. <laughs> like, this is what I'm talking about. You get the players out there, and, go, and also it's like, oh, that guy plays in the CFL? Like, don't get me wrong. It might not make him watch a game, but at least your players are recognizable and marketable at that point. Absolutely. That's all I got for this week. We'll uh, see what the riders do in the next couple of days as free agency continues on. And uh, we'll see a couple other things. We'll, we'll discuss that on the next show. Uh, but for now, that'll do it for this episode of the Piffles podcast. Of course, brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks, of course, go out to Chris Strevler, Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support. 
making this show possible. And of course, like you guys know, Steve supports Chris Traveler. Uh, thanks for listening on Podbean um, or wherever you find your podcasts. Of course, watching on YouTube, Sastel Max On Demand. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, go Riders, go. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind. It's Trevolution, baby. <laughs>